Corner Testimony Prophetic Link Lori Facebook at Baba Testimony 123 Lori Instagram Broadcasting worldwide the latest hits and the greatest memories Fresh 107.9 FM
7.06 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM. Abel Kuta, a very good morning and welcome to Freshly Pressed. On Freshly Pressed, we track stories for you from newspapers across the country and around the world. And you already know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do not do this on my own. I've got Hakim Karim in the building. Good morning, welcome on board. Well, good morning, how are you? I'm doing okay, how are you? I'm fine. Fantastic. Um, there's a lot in papers. We're starting off with this story from the Punch newspaper. And the heading reads, Ogun, Katsina, Anambra, seven governors stick to illegal local government caretaker panels. No fewer than 10 states have not conducted elections into local governments despite the absence of elected officers in the councils. Investigations on Monday showed that some of the local governments were being administered by caretaker committees constituted by state governors. This contradicts a 2016 judgment of the Supreme Court, which voided laws enacted by state houses of assembly that empowered governors to sack elected local government chairmen and councillors and replace them with caretaker committees. Findings showed that states which had yet, co- yet to conduct local government elections, despite the expiration of elected officers' tenures, included Ogun, Katsina, Anambra, Kwara, Oshun, Zamfara, and Sokoto. Also, Imo and Oyo state governments sacked elected officers whose tenures had not ended and replaced them with caretaker committees like the seven states mentioned earlier. Although Edo states has no local government caretaker committees, the local governments are being administered by heads of administration. Among states that have not conducted local government elections in, is Sokoto State, which in 2019 constituted caretaker committees after the expiration of the three-year tenure of council officers who were elected in 2016. A People's Democratic Party leader in the state, Malam Ibrahim, explained to one of our correspondents the delay in holding the elections. He stated, The delay cannot also be divorced from politics. The PDP being the party in government has to take into consideration many factors, especially zoning of chairmanship and other positions. The State Independent Electoral Commission has, however, fixed March 27 as the date for the next local government elections in the state. I'm going to stop right there, but you can track the rest of the story from the Punch newspaper. It goes on to explain some of the difficulties that states like Katsina are facing, you know, when it comes to running their local government elections and why as of right now we still have a lot of states in nigeria operating caretaker committees or just basically not running local government elections yes uh, <laughs> when i read that story i sent it to you mm. i said um one of the pain of the democracy we practice today and the albatross is the lack of a a functional and local democratically effective elected Local government, you see, uh, we have discussed this many times. When you talk of issue of security, when you talk of issue of education, 
primary health care. Not the totality of health care in itself. Just primary health care. When you talk of uh, environmental issues. In fact, basically all aspects of human endeavor. You realize that the, close, the, the expected closest level of government to the people is the local government. And unfortunately, that is where the governors have caged them and put that cage in their pockets. And so when I saw that story, I was just laughing that um, what how, how, how do we remedy this? Hmm. I remember in 1998 and uh, that, that could be said to be one of the freest and most fair local government elections. Because, the, you know, the other they did the local government election first, the states mm-hmm. as assembly, the national uh, assembly and the presidential election in that order. But now what do we have? We have states that have not had local government elections since 2013, mm-hmm. 2014, 2015, 2016. And you know the funnest part? They look for what you can logically and cleverly describe as a legal reason why this they, they, they should not hold election. Mm-hmm. And when do they hold election? What What is the quality of the election? You have an election, may probably come in up in another state where PDP is expected to clear all the councillorship seats and the local uh, and the chairmanship seats, you know. And then, so the lack of true democracy, true democracy at those levels, is an anathema to the concept and tenets of democracy. It's a violation of the concept and tenets of democracy. Mm. Do you understand? And in my in my opinion, we have lacked strong leadership in the National Assembly. We have lacked strong leadership in the executive of government at the, at, the, at the federal level because these are the people that could, one way or the other, reverse this trend and ensure that constitutional processes are put in place to ensure that no governor is powerful enough to pocket the local government administration in the state. In so far, as much as no president is powerful enough mm. to pocket the state governors, mm-hmm. why should the state governors now put? These local governments in completely their pockets. In their pockets. Completely. Completely. The resources, the funds, the powers to appoint, the powers to hire, the powers to fire. You now have governors, democratically elected individuals who now behave employish. Who now behave like, oh, chairman, can you consult to me? Mm. Can you consult to me? No, no, it shouldn't be. It's an aberration. And what 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 what, sh- what, what I'm sure that most is that since nineteen ninety nine till date, I think that if we are placed more premium on local administration like we had in 1999 to 2002 you know 2000 and just two or three years when they were elected by INEC and the, how they become elected officials also matters you know you have state OSEC they are creation of the constitution mm. but you and I know that no, no, the OSEC are actually not attached to the upper spring string of the of the governor they are actually in their inner pockets mm. In the inner, you know what they call inner pocket. When I was in government college, brother, there's normal pocket. Then you have your inner pocket. You know, you know that inner pocket. At times, some people put inner inner pocket. So that's inner inner pocket. Nobody. That's why you put your key money. Extra money. Now you put the, like that time it was fifty cup or one naira. <laughs> Nobody because you know some seniors that time will say yeah, let's let's up your hand, they will they'll you. search you and take your money. You know? so, so it's be inner inner in pocket. A, you don't understand. <laughs> but then they are trying to the person, and I think you look, look at logo state now. The situation of local organization is that the best we can get. Uh, do we not know? Do these governors who are emperors in a way not know? Yes, I repeat that word for emphasis. Governors who refuse to allow local organizations to thrive are emperors. They do not act like democratically elected persons. We all know what Lagos State went through in the hands of Baba Basunjo between 1999 and 2007. Mm. The uh, withholding of the money until the Supreme Court came. Even after then, they refused to release the money until Yahudah came. Do you understand? So, what it shows to us is that. 
these principles, this system of government will not function well until we allow local government administration to thrive the way states are developed at their pace. Hmm. Right? They say, oh, corruption. Is there no massive corruption at the state level? Hmm. Are there no massive corruption at the MDAs? So understand, I think in my opinion, we should make local government to work. And the only way to go about it is a constitutional thing, a constitutional arrangement that will ensure whether right look, whether we feel uh, it is federal or non-federal mm. to ensure that INEC conducts election for all local, 774 local governments in one day mm. and they have a fixed tenure that nobody can come and send them away mm-hmm. and that their resources should get to them and in states where there are no elected, democratically elected local government officials then the funds should be warehoused for them mm. until such a time that they do the needful very nicely said. Talking about local government elections and the need for it. Obviously, PDP in Oyo is set to prepare for primaries ready for their local government, um, for local government elections in Oyo State. And the next story we're tracking is from the Vanguard newspaper and the heading reads, Violence mass PDP primary as thugs unleash terror in Oyo. Following the People's Democratic Party primaries towards producing a candidate to represent the party at the forthcoming local government election in the state, the exercise has been disrupted in Lagili local government area of the state. As one of the party chairmanship aspirants, named withheld, allegedly mobilized members of the proscribed National Union of Road Transport Workers to disrupt and hijack the process in the local government. This was made known to journalists who had gone out to monitor the party's primary held in Ibadan Monday, shortly after the exercise was disrupted in Lagelu local government. The exercise, which was scheduled to hold at Community Primary School, Alegongo, was however disrupted by NERTW men, numbering over 200 in about 40 vehicles, allegedly spearheaded by the chairman aspirant, even before the arrival of supervisors, party delegates, party members, and other critical stakeholders who are expected to be on ground before the commencement of the exercise. The story goes on to explain that in a statement unanimously signed by no fewer than three chairmanship aspirants, Babalala Asimiyu, Kelani Abdullahi Shola, and Taiwa Dishino, out of the nine aspirants in Lagilu and made available to newsmen, they alleged that the exercise was a total contradiction of the principle of internal democracy and what Governor Shei Makinde, as well as PDP in the state, represents. Therefore, disassociating themselves from the party primary, which they said was marred by violence and gross irregularities that resulted to one of the aspirants, Honorable Femi Ajibade, being seriously injured and currently receiving medical attention at an undisclosed hospital. The chairmanship aspirant in the statement explained that the aim of the chairman aspirant, name withheld, was to use the transport union members to wreak havoc on party members who had converged peacefully to elect who would represent them in the forthcoming local government election slated for May 15. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story to get more details. You can find this one on the Vanguard newspaper. Violence mass PDP primary as thugs unleash terror in Oyo. But the story doesn't tell us which one of the chairmanship aspirants is the one that came with the Erukus, as, as, they, as they call it. Because they say it turned up with 200 odd they, men. Was it, was it an head count? Nah, well, according to the <laughs> report, in 40 odd vehicles, 200 men to disrupt um, the primaries that were holding Alagilu um, local government. But that's not the only thing. I don't know if you came across a young lady on Twitter that said she collected the form for this same local government. 
Mm-hmm. Just after the governor of Oyo State announced that ladies that want to participate can get the form for free. So she announced that she had collected the form. I noticed maybe last week or so. And just as a woman, like you see, I was rooting for her low key, hoping, just wanting to follow her she story and see. She didn't even have to be dressed. Then she tweeted at us and said she was there already for the primaries and they just came and announced the winner without any voting or democratic it process. It happened to Professor Patu told me too. Delta State uh, <laughs> Governorship Battle 2019. They were told them that they were going to have the election in one venue, and Prof said it was there only to hear that they were already announcing the results in another <laughs> venue. And the other place was where INEC was. You see, that, uh, you see closely related, you, that, that was the word you use, mm. and that's where I'm going to start from. The closely related to the previous story yeah. is this issue. Why are they killing themselves in PDP hmm. in other in, in states? Well, like at my level, yeah. I've had to intervene when people had to call me. Say, can you let me talk to this person? Let me talk to this person. And I realized that there was no need about there's no talk about capacity, there's nothing about your plans. You see, in oil PDP, I know up to 10 guys that if make the local government chairman, mm. they are contesting for local government chairman, right? Mm-hmm. If they were made local government chairman, I tell you, like they have what it takes intellectually. To turn around those local government, mm. to make themselves sustaining, to you know, within the limitations that will happen in office, because I know they have private sector results-driven experience. Mm. experience. They are process people. But who do you have? You are going to have charlatans instead of them primary school certificate people. Do you understand? And then the only thing these people will rely on is what comes from allocation, mm-hmm. Jack, mm-hmm. FAC, and mm-hmm. the likes. That's not leadership we crave for in the 21st century. And why are these people fighting and trying to kill themselves? Because they know that whoever gets that ticket can just go and get a Shelby for inauguration. I just go to the bank, go and get loan, and start building houses, knowing that in the fullness of time, the money will come back because it will not lose the election. Mm-hmm. Because there is even no election. It's more of a selection. Mm. So Clearly. even <laughs> internal democracy in the parties are lacking. And now, when they get outside the party, they go and win all the seats. All the council seats. Mm. Because it's more of it's not still the democracy we are talking about. It is more of selection, election by selection. That is not a bad thing if the decision is selection by election. If it's election by selection. But it's a bad thing when it is foisted on the people. Mm. And people and, and the others are not giving a fair attempt. And eventually what comes out is, is not the best that can come out of these processes. In Ibadan, if you, I, I wish we were talking about this in Ibadan. I would have, it would have made more impact. But now, they're going to have the elections. The, the last story you read before now, they refer to the issue of people who were elected, mm. so-called elected, who were asked to leave office. But do nobody also asked the question that in the eighties of Gomajimobi, why was it at the twilight of the administration that he decided to hold an election? He, they'll tell you courts that they was in courts. Court induced. Court that they induced. You see, when the people in government want to uh, ensure a court process finishes in time, they have ways of going about it. And if they want it to be dragged on... It means you go call for consolidation of all the court cases. When he wants you to drag on and drag on, there are people that will engineer, come and sue me. Take money, we we'll meet in the court. And on that basis, they say, we cannot follow, we cannot do election. So I think, we need to, if we need to move forward as a society, as a nation, forget the restructuring, forget of the uh, issue of federalism, issues of... Um, um, allocation, resource allocation, mm. and the like. There are still core issues that, even in the present democracy we practice, that, 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 that we are not optimizing. Mm. One of them is the lack of effective, uh, local efficient government local administration. administration. 
So why are they fighting PDP? That like a little be a beehive of Wahala. That's the same way where they killed um, the sugar. sugar. You know? So that like a little local government. Yeah, if you dig deep into this sort of policies in your state, you realize that a lot of misdemeanor have actually started in, at, that, in, local in that local government. government. So when you look at it, is it democracy we are fighting for? Definitely. These people will get to the office and you, you talk about uh, resource control, you talk about restructuring, you talk about public health care. Most of them don't even have manifestos. Hmm. I spoke with some of them and I realized that most of them, the only thing that they have is that they want to have a shalaga. Hmm. And look at, look at the British system of uh, uh, democracy. Look at the Scottish system. Look at how the boroughs function optimally. Optimally, everything you And there's need. even healthy competition between them as do, well. Do you understand? Yeah. And look at where we are. Mm. And we claim we import our democracy from there. I think we need to do more about this local form of local government administration. Because on the... Uh, uh, the, the it's, it's a disservice to the people. To, to the, the people, people and to democracy. Yeah. It's the superstructure on which, whether we get it right or do not get it right, rest on is that local government. Very nicely said. Let's move away from that story on the Vanguard and see what's going on in the Guardian newspaper this morning. Cash crunch reduces National Assembly sittings to once a week. The two chambers of the National Assembly may not meet the mandatory constitutional requirements of 181 sittings yearly because of reduction in number of sitting days to once a week. Section 63 of the Constitution provides that the Senate and House of Representatives shall sit for not less than 181 days in a year. And Section 68 thereof states that any legislator who fails to attend the proceedings of the House or Senate for less than one-third of the required number of days shall automatically lose his or her seat. Due to COVID-19 pandemic, the House of Representatives has been sitting once a week as opposed to the usual three times per week. The Senate has been struggling to hold plenary sessions twice and in some cases once per week. It was learned that insufficient funds to carry out legislative works caused the inability to have three sittings in a week. Apart from the legislative business of the National Assembly, which is being adversely affected, there's also the problem of delaying payment of allowances and other entitlements of lawmakers allegedly caused by non-release of funds by the Ministry of Finance as at when due. The Guardian gathered that the concerted efforts to persuade the Minister of Finance, Zainab Ahmed, to release some funds failed. A lawmaker who spoke in confidence revealed that the first-line charge budgetary provision for the National Assembly has not been met for a long time since this administration came in. Also, informal methods of raising funds from federal agencies to support parliamentary needs are no longer as effective as they were, he added. It was learned that following the failure of some committees to get the minister to act, the entire leadership of the National Assembly invited her for questioning. At the meeting, questions were put to Ahmed on why the constituency projects accommodated in the 2020 budget have not been implemented satisfactorily. The National Assembly had, in December 2020, extended the capital component of that year's budget to March 31, 2021, to give the executive enough time to implement it. Most painful to the lawmakers, some of whom have resorted to quiet protests against the National Assembly leadership, is the non-implementation of the zonal intervention programs popularly called constituency projects. Another lawmaker said the visiting constituencies on senatorial districts had become a nightmare for legislators because of the unrelenting pressure from their constituents. You can track this story from the Guardian newspaper. Cash crunch reduces National Assembly sittings to once a week. What I think that's crunch? fair. Watch, that's first. What, 
It's even <laughs> fair. Once a week, and as we've reduced the sittings, let's also reduce their allowances. They will not. The allowances will increase. You see, they're even complaining that they have not gotten the allowances. So I'm guessing that's probably the anger. That's why we got this story. The money that comes from oversight functions will increase. You see, the truth of the matter is that uh, we should. Do we really need the a full time national part-time, assembly? Part time, part time legislators. Really full time national assembly. Well, when we have a system where these guys, and with due respect to them, spend millions, if not billions, of naira to even get into office of House of Rep, to get into office of the Senate, and then when they get there, they have to keep whatever they have made because it's so expensive to win even the primaries mm. of their party. The tickets of their party to even contest, they spend so much. I'm not rationalizing for them, I'm not justifying what they have done. But in my opinion, until we look at the root cause of our problems, we continue to fetishly and palapalapa, <laughs> like the other guy said to us the other day. That is, we leave leprosy alone to first and start with eczema. Do you understand? So, if people say they want to even meet once in a, in a week, uh, uh, like a lot of people will tell you that even when they'll be missing three times in a week, what, what benefit has it been to the people of Nigeria? Mm. What when the same national assembly came out to tell us that at, uh, they are ready to take Ukraine and Sinka and pass whatever request of Mr. President? So, when they are ready to even not interrogate issues, you know, and there are, are issues. So, if they are missing once a week, they should be once a week. Well, like I said, they signed the APC, APC registration. Many House of Rep members and senators have stayed in their constituency. Yeah. Now they stay. But when it wasn't signing for registration, they were hardly in their constituencies. So it the, just the, goes the to show. So I think, and unfortunately, when they say cash coin, I don't know what they mean by cash coin. That yeah. Minister of Finance is not releasing their money. That's it now. That's literally what that, that story that, said. That would not stop for sitting now. That's what After they just said. They also owe Nigerians. They owe, when they owe Asu, Asu continues to go to work. When they owe as workers, they continue to go to work. Maybe they will pay them one day. The story even said that some of them are because, quiet protests because, like, because when they don't, don't, when, when they don't go to work now, the work we employ them for. Later when they are paid, are they going to come and do the work for us back? No. Like one time, they, 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 one of my boys was sent away from the school because they have done call, finish payment. I called the proprietor and said, the work will miss you there tomorrow. When, when I, I pay, pay are you, you going to reverse you? it? Exactly. You see, that's, that's the logic. So, National Assembly, please, let's appeal to them. Let's appeal to them. Let them go and do the work. Because when they pay, they will get the money back. Because when they do, they, 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 do, they, do, they don't do the work, that means that when they get the money, they have work, pay, collect money they didn't work for. Pretty much. And we blame Asu. We say Asu, when Asu is on site, it is no work, no pay. Why is it their own that it is no pay, no work? <laughs> I think what, uh, the, the, the sense of rules should apply to us, yep. all of us. Especially when the people making the rules never obey the rules. Especially when you've been voted in, right? It's not like you're imposing yourself on us. We elected you and we expect you to be there working for us. If you're not there working for us, then come back home and you don't deserve to get paid. That's the way I see it. But they say cash crunch. Like, they don't understand that. Everybody in Nigeria is going through it right now with a cash crunch. They, no, them, they are super Nigerians. They are super Nigerians. We don't live in the same Nigeria. Uh, apparently, we do not. We've got bills to pay. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll open up the studio line so you can join the conversation. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. This is Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no,
Oshu Keta Fonjo Ibi Woli Onoki Kine Prophet Israel Onladile Ogudikbe Unstoppable Genesis Kasna Titi Tekbekbe Awolo Ibi Omotola Jayola Mr. Gbera Alayo Melody Singer Anyo Jesu Evangelist Benga Red Friday Omapule Moji Genesis Chegwa Jidara Oluwani Fishowara Texter Mayor Atidare Oxygen MC Mega 99 Doctor Smile Atikas Nati Church Auditorium Nyoti Mawayo 8 Stroke 12 Duration Last Street Dale Malakuko Legot State Lago Meji Lanson March 10th 2021 Bakonoya Tuleri Wolori Facebook Etekas Nati Sugar Tabi Genesis Global For Sponsor Ekonsi Sugar Link Concept Nisu 3 Dockers Plaza Quarry Road Abel Kuta Telephone 0706 
33 minutes past 7 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM. Abel, because I welcome back to Freshly Pressed. If you want to be part of the conversation this morning, the numbers to dial are 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Those are the numbers to dial if you want to be part of the conversation. You can also drop comments on Twitter at Fresh FM Abel Kuta. I've got another story I'd like to track for us on the show today. Um, and this one's coming out of the Vanguard newspaper. The heading reads, Don't drag our image to disrepute. Nigerian army wants Sheikh Gumi. The Nigerian army has called on popular Islamic scholar Sheikh Ahmed Gumi to exercise caution in his opinion regarding how troops are deployed and other issues pertaining to national security. The warning follows a video that had Sheikh Gumi telling bandits that non-Muslim soldiers were the ones killing them and that troops are deployed along the ethnic and religious lines. A statement signed by Director Army Public Relations, Mohammed Yerima, told titled nigerian army does not deploy its troops along ethnic or religious lines described gumi's utterances as capable of dragging the image and reputation of one of the most reliable national institutions to disrepute it reads the attention of the nigerian army has been drawn to a viral video clip showing the renowned and respected islamic scholar sheikh ahmed gumi alleging that non-muslim soldiers were responsible for the attacks against bandits in the video clip the islamic scholar was seen telling the bandits that the soldiers in Involved in the in most attacks against them were non-muslims he further stated that they should be aware that soldiers are divided into muslims and non-muslims <laughs> while the nigerian army would not want to join issues with the respected sheikh ahmed gumi it is however important to restate that the nigerian army as national as a national institution does not deploy its troops along ethnic or religious lines therefore the story goes on to explain that Furthermore, most operations conducted by the Nigerian army were done in strict adherence to rules of engagement, code of conduct, and respect for fundamental human rights of citizenry without any exception. Track the rest of this story from the Vanguard newspaper. And the heading reads, Don't drag our image to disrepute. Nigerian army wants Sheikh Gumi. Which image now? Ah. Be, although, you know, we discussed well, we, we discuss discuss this. this. And uh, I told you that um, the Iyoshe Gumi is more of a double-edged sword now that we do not know whether he's working for us or working against us. Because in one instance, it, he, he, he brings up uh, ethnic and religious incline. You know, one of the abattles of this society in Nigeria we have is ethnicism and the religious inclinations. And when one man in one soup now brings the two together, that's, it makes it worse. It's not like when you are pouring petrol on, on fire. And so Shegumi really has a has questions to answer, and he also in a way not just about image. He also indicted. Mm. He indicted the Nigerian security agencies. He indicted the presidency. He indicted everybody except for himself. Mm. He indicted the whole society, and played uh, and ensured played the role of victim for the aggressor. He said bandits should not be referred to as bandits, but as insurgents, mm. as uh, not as terrorists. But as whatever, he spoke a lot of truancy, and people kept wondering why is he Gumi alone? And you know, this is why when he's going, why does he look for what <clears throat> Christian clergyman as well to go and let's meet these bandits together? A lot of people are even suspecting that. Are we really sure that Shegumi is is not in, in one intricate, funny way connected with this bandit mm. three and things like that? But what do we have the DSS? You know, the DSS to investigate and interrogate issues like this and come out with the bare face reality and truth. 
de Biagasi, innocent citizens who criticize President Mohamed Bari or criticize the government. So I think the army is right because it's not just maligning their integrity and image, it's also brought to issues of unprofessionalism. Because I have served, I said, I worked in the Germany area, I know the level of professionalism, I know that at that time, at that time, I know how, how, how religion and where you come from doesn't matter to the soldiers and to the armed forces. But now, Shegumi is bringing it and rubbing it on them and telling them, calling for amnesty for them. You know, and in a society where protesters are shot at, you know, so I think Shegumi should normally should have a lot of questions to answer. But then it seems there's a there's a conspiracy of silence on this issue of banditry. They continue to get emboldened because the government says we don't give them money. But you and I know that the bandits will never release people after they have kidnapped them without exchange, exchange, of, of, exchange money. of money. So it's, it's, it plays government in a very position of weakness, a weak position where they have to struggle to even assert their authority that they are the government. So I think I align with the Nigerian military and Shegumi ask questions to ask, answer. If the army cannot ask him, then the SSU or the NIA should ask him this question and let us know why he knows so much about these bandits and why he feels that the Nigerian society not the victims should be the villain in this situation. In this situation. It's just sad when you have people in positions of authority and positions that are revered where we're supposed to respect them and look up to them. But instead, you know, they're the ones causing um, division and, you know, promoting ethnic and religious sentiments amongst the people. It just isn't good enough. And we need to fight against that and fight against people like that. Yes, we're going to track comments on Twitter. Edun underscore Z says, there are no two ways about it. It's either we're insane on a functional and viable local government administration or we keep dancing around our problem. The giant strides of the 1999 class of local government chairmen are still there for us to see. Let's factory reset this country once and for all. Akurede Camille Adebayo says, Mr. Hakim, in my own case, I recall I had inner, inner, inner pockets. The <laughs> truth is, three in now had <laughs> The truth is, we don't have local government election in Nigeria, but local government selection by the incumbent governor and his party. Let's take our first call on the show. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hi, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Welcome on the show. Yes, you're on, sir. Mr. Falarin, welcome. You're on. Welcome on the show. I just want to have my take on the report you read this morning. Uh, uh, the Senate, you know, trying to uh, invite the Minister of the to some certain issue. You understand? I just, I just want to go back on certain things. There, inviting Minister of Finance, you understand? It's not the. I don't think that's the best step. You understand? Because we generally, I mean, the citizen of Nigeria. We see lacking something that we don't use the way the coronavirus you know, try to adjust us to. You know, we need to live around the coronavirus. We live in it. We need to survive in it. You know, okay, it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for them that they can have their, you know, I mean, their meetings or their whatever they do. You know, every, you know, maybe twice in the week instead of trying or four times they do before. This is just an avenue for them to cut their coat according to their sizes. To make things go, they still work with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
calling finance now. There are so many things at stake that they are supposed to invite some people, you know, to ask them so many things. And like the security challenges that we are having, what is it that they are doing? Sometimes I, I always do that. Okay, this service, I don't know in two parties or three parties or four parties. Because they always spoke once. There is no other party that will say, this thing that we want to even put on table is not a genuine thing. There shouldn't be every time they talk words with one voice. There should be a kind of interaction. That's about that. They should try to adjust. There is no point calling Minister of Finance or Audit. We are having inflation in this country. What have they done with that? You see, I, I don't, the only person, I mean, the senior citizens in the country, they are not. There are so many senior citizens. They need to compromise with them. Too. And that gumi, gumi, the first day, the first day gumi spoke in one month like that, that he started saying different things. I knew that they are supposed to investigate him. And one thing I know for sure is that why they, want, they didn't want to investigate Gumi is because Gumi knew many people. When he started to review, they are still going to end it somewhere. But I hope it comes very, very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you and your contribution. Yes, the numbers remain the same. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us on 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Ah, Sorry. Yes, good morning to you, sir. And my dear brother, Akin Karim, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. My name is Paul Oni. I'm calling from Abeokuta. Welcome on the show, Mr. Paul Oni. Always a pleasure. Let's have your contribution. It is, it is a confirmed fact that the military does not deploy on ethnic lines. Hmm. As far as I'm concerned, it is only in the military that uh, you have friends that are fully detribalized. Hmm. As a Yoruba man, my best friend, those that help me most, in the military are from Fulani. Okay. And and the and the cook of Baba Sanjo for thirty years hmm. is from Borno. Even at the peak of of uh, Boko Haram. Hmm. We, we are we are totally meshed together. It's the politicians that bring all this ethnicity into the into the armed forces. Hmm. You know, but you know there is a problem in this country. A situation whereby a professor will claim we own uh, we, we, we own up that they are responsible for killing 86 people. The Allah will say they are responsible for mayhem, terrorism, and they are not arrested. Yet, when OPC went after one of the biggest uh, uh, criminals in, uh, in, in the Southwest, they were arrested. The arresters were arrested, even when they handed them over to the police unarmed. His son now, Wakilu's son now, Abu, is still killing all over. The last I killed 10 people, recently we had that he killed four, hmm. just because his father was arrested. He has killed 14 people. Nobody has gone after him. If Yoruba people now walk around and arrest him, they will still arrest the arrester. Something is endemically wrong with this country that's what we should look into hmm. 
if they want this Nigeria to survive, it cannot continue like this. It's an accident waiting for somewhere to happen. Thank you so much. God Thank bless. Thank you very much, Mr. Polony. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for your contribution. Accurate Camille on Twitter says, maybe INEC is the solution, though people have their doubts, but somehow the power to appoint state electoral commission must be taken away from the governors. Thanks for your contribution. We appreciate it. Olusheyu Ogunson, that's Dante underscore Blad on Twitter says, in a sane society, Shegumi should by now be behind bars. But this is Nigeria anyways. Olakomi Lanri, Lanri underscore Olakomi on Twitter says, majority of our state governors are enemies of democracy. They are emperors with undeserved overbearing influence in their various states. They bastardize local government administration, state judiciary, and house of assemblies are in the firm grip of these emperors. Thank you so much for your comments. You are appreciated. You can find us on Twitter at Fresh FM at Belkuta. It's 7.45 on the clock and the numbers to dial are 080-33-22-1079-090-7800-1079. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name and where are you calling me from? I'm Dayo, coming from Nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Let's have your contribution. Uh, this is my contribution. Local governments will have their own autonomy. Local governments should not be placed on that state. The government, the government should not be allowed to appoint local governments. Uh, okay. So you, you are, fighting, are, you you, you are pushing for local government autonomy? Yes, okay. I'm pushing for local government autonomy. They should have their own power. Local government should no longer be placed under the state. Hmm. State government. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you and your contribution. I guess it's all parts of the things that we, we discuss when we talk about restructuring local government autonomy, resource control, and evolution of power. And then some other people come and say regionalization. Some will say, in fact, let's katakpatakpata and form individual countries out of this one nation. But let's see. Let's see. I agree that local government autonomy will go a long way, as well as state police. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Yes, what's your name, please, and where are you calling from today? Engineer Afolabi, and I'm calling from Songo. Nice to have you on the show, Engineer Afolabi. Thank you very much. Today. Yes. Uh, sir. Yes. Uh, when I look at the situation in the country, periscopally, <laughs> periscopally, I think we have a very big problem on our hands. Okay. Particularly on the security aspect. And it's becoming glaring that there are hidden agendas. I think there are plans uh, that were budged by our former president, Obasanjo, in 2019 about a plan to have a kind of uh, ethnic ruling uh ruling ruling, ruling how our house i would say okay in, yes as in the president said they want to introduce a kind of ethnic ruling house okay. in nigeria hmm. and to me it seems it's coming to be perfected but the only thing we have to do now is that the Yorubas and all other ethnics in Nigeria, we have to wake up. This is it just it just the the truth. If you don't wake up, I tell you, they are, they have already 
get ready to to you know do, to to manifest their plan. That is exactly what is going on. I tell you, twenty twenty three is not visible. Go and write it down. Okay. Thank you very much, Engineer Bolabi. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and your contribution. Adeshina underscore Oyinbo on Twitter says, I think we need to redefine our political offices. They should be taken as part-time jobs. This will affect more regulations and seriousness in the politicians. And also bringing their salaries and allowances down to the general government workers' skills. Yes. Thank you very much. I agree with that. What do you think? That we should reduce our lawmakers' salaries to that of the average. Who will reduce the lawmakers' salaries? still the lawmakers that have to reduce their own Well, like now, it's a matter of the chicken. And, and the, the egg. egg, who came first? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want them to reduce the salary, and who, who are benefiting of those salaries, and when you elect them, you do not get, never give them a mandate that this is target. You are electing you as representative of Abekuta North and South. When you get there, what are your mandates? And when somebody says, Oh, when I get there, all the resources that come will go to my community, except for my allowances for upkeep and travel expenses. But you realize we have a situation. Do you know that it's even possible to have that National Assembly virtually? Yes. Obviously. Do they have to go up to Abuja? They don't, but governors they, to go they want the allowance. Days. Do you know that averagely, governors in Nigeria spend at least three days out of every seven, ten days in Abuja? Do you understand? So, our cost of governance is on the high side. And what does it bring to us? It reduces the quality of service delivery. It reduces the uh, available Among resources, the resources, resources yes. for the key co things we need to do. Don't forget also, our uh, procurement system is so faulty and lopsided and warped that for every hundred dollars we spend, we get less than 5% of the value. So, when you now spend 1 billion, you get less than five, five, 50 million value. Because the, the money has ended up a, a, a lot of Wastages along the line, mm, mm. but the people that will make these laws to say okay, we reduce and, and the people, same people benefiting, benefiting from, from it. the laws. So it means that the, the people that put them flawed. there have to do more to ensure that there's a target, a clear target that you are going for this agenda. I think it's really hard. How how do we put that on the people? The people can you know give them a clear agenda, but when they get there, there's only so much the people can do to influence them, ensuring that they stick to what the plan is. And, and that's one person. And that's one person out of how many others? Do you understand? So the system clearly is flawed, but we need lawmakers with the fear of God in their hearts and empathy for the masses to address the issues of this country with sincerity and find a solution, permanent solution to some of these challenges that we face as a people. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Yes, what's well, your okay. name, please, and where are you calling from? Yeah, Folabi for, uh, is speaking from Songo. Hi, Mr. Folabi, welcome. Let's have your contribution. Yeah, good morning. My contribution is just on the whole thing that is going on, and we can see that everything is wrong. Concerning the system of government, we're wrong. I mean, we are ruling, we are operating. It's a fraud. If we say we are operating federal system of government, and the states are not autonomous, the local governments are not functioning, it's only the federal government com comprises of some ethnic groups, I think uh, we, we are in a fraud, it's a fraud nation. I pray God will help us. Hmm. God will just help us. <laughs> because it is, it is, it's happening, what is going on. We are, we, are, we are not moving forward, we are just going backward. Anyway. Thank you so God much, Engineer Falabi. Yeah. Have a fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. rest of yeah. your day.
I answer in violation of string says, I think we need to redefine our political offices. They should be taken as part-time jobs. And he says this will affect more regulations and seriousness in the politicians. And also bringing their salaries and allowances down to the general government worker scale. So I read that comment. It was so good I had to read it twice. <laughs> what was the comment? Um, basically reducing our workers salaries so, and then who are our workers um, our politicians they should give their salaries and allowances their own salaries. yes okay to that of the regular government workers and he says he reckons part-time legislation is better than this full-time that we're currently operating i think i've got time to take one last call 30 seconds before we say our thank yous and goodbyes hello good, good morning, morning. <coughs> good morning Rolake. good morning to you sir your name please and where um, are you coming from abekuta welcome mr kayode from abekuta welcome sir you I have 30 keep seconds mr kayode no, no, no problem no problem no problem um you see if anyone decides to accept the challenge of leadership like uh, buari is taking us for for granted now i think we need to ask him that uh, what price is he coming to play is he coming to pay a price of true leadership whereby he will see some people killing others and then they will continue like that? I'm asking Buari this morning. There are countless challenges now facing us and tires. But yet this man just kept, has continued to keep quiet in Asu Rock. I wonder how uh, police will continue to rearrest some people that were probably the good. They will not Mr. be Kaede, able to thank you very much. We're out of time, unfortunately. I said 30 seconds, but I let you have almost a minute. My name's Ralaka Bello during the Hakim Karim. Mention my name. Hakim, Kare, Hakim Karim is here and he's leaving. And together we'll be back on Thursday. This is Fresh 107.9 FM at Have a fantastic rest of your day. From the rock city of Nigeria, rock city of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. Good day, listeners. This is introducing Omega Pro, a forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade Forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. Omega Pro, a Forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade Forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in Forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. For inquiries, just WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. One two. The number again zero eight zero six eight four six three nine one two. WhatsApp only, please, to attend our live business presentation on WhatsApp and Zoom daily. Omega Pro, 
Omega Pro, a forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in Forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. For inquiries, just WhatsApp FX to 80 WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. The number again, 080-6846-3912. WhatsApp only, please, to attend our live business presentation on whatsapp and zoom daily omega pro omega pro a forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business it has been around for over 300 years unfortunately many nigerians lose money in forex because they try to do it all by themselves you cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. Good news listeners, you can now attend our live forex investment seminar this Sunday at Sweet Sensation by Opie Grand about okay lewo abekuta time is 4 p.m to 6 p.m admission is free be there don't wait until you are sad retired or 